Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. Hey, we're glad you're with us this uh, this week. We've got a fun show ahead for you. And let me, off the top, introduce our new co-host to the Sikkim Podcast, Katie Steger-Smith is with us as the co-host. Katie, looking forward to uh, you being a part of the Sikkim Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I feel like Mike McGraw getting to be my first guest yeah. is, what is it, throwing me a softball, you hit the jackpot. giving me a handicap, no, you just whatever the ja- they say. But, <laughs> so if this goes south, then I'm out forever because Not, Mike McGraw's the best. You're going to do great, too. Katie, a former All-American volleyball player here at Baylor, now works in the business office in Baylor Athletics. In fact, your office right across the hall. So when it's time to record a podcast, I say, hey, Katie, come on. <laughs> just hop on over. We <laughs> We have fun. We have fun. Very nice. Glad you're here. And let us welcome in, formerly, Mike McGraw, the uh, men's golf coach here at Baylor, is our guest today. Coach, welcome to you. Well, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. And, Katie, it's it's good to be on your first, uh, your maiden voyage here. This is nice. Thanks. Yeah. Now, Mike has his own podcast. He could, I know. He could give both of us some tips, you right? You really could. Please How's welcome going? for all of them. Well, we're, I think, right at 118 Mondays in a row. Wow. So, I haven't missed a Monday. Um, nice. But we don't have all this expensive equipment that you got in here. We literally have a uh, Zoom invitation sent out. Right. And as long as the person on the other end is in a pretty quiet place, that's that's our technology right cool. there. Cool. You like doing that? I've enjoyed it. It's It's been a little bit bigger project than I thought it would be. Mikel, my right. assistant coach, obviously, is the one that suggested it. Great idea, honestly. It's been good for our golf team. Hasn't hurt recruiting. And, and I think it's just been a nice addition. I, I think I may hear every coach – at tournaments, they always say, hey, thanks. Keep the podcast going. Good, I really good. appreciate yeah. it. So it's interesting. That's awesome. So better than I found it, better title found. of your book, title of the podcast, where'd that kind of come from? Like what made you think of that name for the podcast? That was from my dad. It, well, first of all, it came straight from the book. From the book and but the, the podcast. But the name for the book came from my dad. It was his favorite saying, basically, it wasn't – it was basically with anything you do. If you yeah. walk into a room – that room's better when you leave than it was when you got there. Just that kind of thing, that way you go through life. And I had a, a front row seat with that every day because mm-hmm. he he was the golf pro at the Ponca City Country Club in Oklahoma when I was growing up. And, and I saw him do that every day with members and members that weren't always so easy to get along with. Yeah. Yeah. He did a really nice job of, of making the room better. And so anyway, that was the idea that I had when my wife – 
said, you, you don't have a title for this book. It's going to print next month. <laughs> so your wife thought of it. I she, love that. She's the that. one that said, you better think of something, and I, just something about your dad. And, and that's what I came up with. But And then Mikkel suggested that I use the name for the podcast from the book so it was noticeable. That's awesome. Very I good. love that. Way to go, Pam. Shout yeah, Pam. good for Pam. we yeah. got to get Pam on the podcast. What? Has Pam been on your podcast? She was on my podcast. <laughs> good. That's a dangerous move right there. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're putting that broadcast communications degree to work. Right. That's right. You know, I I aspire to have your voice, Jeff, uh, John. I, I think really we do. all do at I, some point. Incredible. You know? And so I used to have to force my voice to get there, and I won't do it for you today. <laughs> <laughs> I used to try when I wanted to be a radio person, yeah, but it didn't very work. Cool. So. Very cool. Well, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, how are things going here in the fall for you overall? We've played a lot better. You know, from we have basically the same team we had last year, pretty much, and. We're playing a lot better. Uh, I think we're ranked 33rd or something like that in the country right now. I'm not all that into the rankings, especially early in the year. But w- we've definitely played a lot better. And, you know, it's it's good to see some guys step up that weren't in contention for a good spot last year, have played well. So we've had some good finishes, and we're, we're real excited about uh, finishing off the fall season and then going into the spring. Yeah, if I remember right, just a really young team last year, right? Very you young. Just sort of when that uh, – uh, I mean, that explains a lot. <laughs> just a very young team. Well, and I didn't back yeah. off the schedule last year. Yeah. I don't know if that's very smart <laughs> on my part, but we had the same tough schedule, top ten ranked in the country, and probably a little bit of a mistake, and we got on the wrong side of the 500 rule, which is basically you have to beat half the teams you play to get invited to a regional. And then I think the pressure just swallowed us up, and it was just kind of a Mm. a perfect storm. But uh, we didn't back off the schedule this year either, but the kids are more experienced and a little more seasoned, so they're ready for it. Yeah. As you kind of transition into this team with a little bit more experience, who do you kind of look to to be leaders this year, maybe different from last year? What's that look like? Well, you know, Johnny Kiefer is the obvious leader. He's been a two-time All-American, was on the Arnold Palmer Cup team last summer. So he's an obvious leader. He's played three or four straight U.S. amateurs. He's a great player and a great leader and an excellent student, by the way. He's one of the top student athletes I've ever coached in my life. He was a scholar athlete athlete of the year last year in the Big 12. So Johnny does it right, and he hasn't played as well this year for him. So, But that's the good news Mm because we know Johnny's going to be back. and. The good news is a guy like Luke Dossie, who's Johnny's roommate, has stepped up and played the best golf of his career. I think he's finished 12th, 12th, and 10th in all three tournaments. He's ranked 56th in the country, by far his best ranking in college. And, it, you know, Johnny or Luke's career started off pretty, pretty injury-ridden. Mm-hmm. First year he had three major injuries in one year. Wow. Cost him about 18 months of his college career. But he stepped up this year. And Tyler Eisenhardt, who's also their roommate, has stepped up and he's had a couple of top 13 finishes. And so, and then a, a new freshman, Jonas Appel, finished seventh up at Trinity Forest a couple of weeks ago. So we've had some guys uh, play better than they had in the past. Trey Bosco is playing better than he has. And, you know, I could go through the whole lineup. They're all playing better than they were last mm-hmm. year. And so instead of Johnny kind of on his own like he was last year and not much support, He's not played his best golf, but he's getting tons of support. When he gets back, 
and is playing All-American golf again, which I fully expect him to, I think we're going to kind of sneak up on some people who aren't thinking about us right now. Ooh, nice. That third-place finish at uh, Trinity Forest, that was really that, – that's, uh, that's an accomplishment. It is, but, again, we did it without Johnny, which mm-hmm. is great. I honestly am actually okay with that because <laughs> I know Johnny's the kind of player he's proven in the past, and he'll be back, and he'll, he'll play the kind of golf that got him – a couple of years, uh, honorable or honorable mention, one year and third team All American, another year, but but now that he has a lot more support behind him, it's like this team could get really good really fast. And uh, obviously, we're at the end of the fall season, just about finishing up. So we'll have to may, maybe make some gains over the winter, like we did over the summer, and then I think all will be well. You're not finished yet in the fall. In fact, you've got uh, a home event coming up next <laughs> we week. That's part of the timing of having you on. It is the Bear Brawl next week out at Ridgewood in Waco. Let's go back to last year when this this was created, kind of spur of the moment, right? Yeah. It was spur of the moment. In late January, early February, we, we kind of looked at our schedule and realized we hadn't used one competitive day. You get 24 okay. every year. And we'd only use 23. Okay. And so we thought. <laughs> Can't take them with day. you. You yeah, might as yeah, well. They don't go to next year. <laughs> so, uh, but it was so late in the process. How could we find a field? Yeah. But we did find three other teams. That was Texas State, UTSA, and Abilene Christian, who all had one day left on yeah. their schedule. Yeah. So we just met here in Waco and did a match play tournament. The first round uh, pairings were done uh, by the golf stat rankings. So first played fourth okay. and second played third. And then in the afternoon, the winner, winners and losers played, you know, in the okay. afternoon. And, and we were able to win that. And I was really excited about that. Honestly, I was. It wasn't anything more than just a, hey, we competed and we won. So we won the first or the inaugural yeah. Bear Brawl. <laughs> and then uh, this summer, Mikel and I were sitting down thinking, you know, we still have this one day on our schedule. Huh. And so I reached out to 20 schools and seven came back with, yep, yeah, we've got one day. We'll wow. come on down. So, um Anyway, it's a lot of mid-major teams, which is just fine, but they're all teams that could drive so oh, and nice. get here in one day. So That is Monday. It is Monday at Ridgewood Country Club. It'll yep. be shotgun start at 8 o'clock. Um, there'll be, you know, morning round, and then we'll have a quick lunch real, real quick, and then one thirty shotgun in the afternoon, and then – and then hand out a trophy about 5.30. So, nice. Yeah. So 36 holes in one day. Quite a day. Yeah, we do that. In <laughs> men's college golf, you do that a lot. It's, <laughs> it's like there's really nothing like it. And it's part of the lore of college golf. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm thinking back to my time playing in high school where 18 in a day just about wrecked me. But those were different <laughs> I'm times. I'm sure. <laughs> so counting your team, eight, you'll have eight teams here. Eight, and then we're playing a, an additional four guys, so there'll okay. be a Baylor B team. So oh, okay. we'll have nine all total. I got you. Okay. Good. What's the format look like? Uh, it's just straight. Uh, there'll be three groups of three teams okay. each. Uh, shotgun starts. So I think three teams will be on holes one through five. Three teams will be on seven through 11. And gotcha. three teams will be on 13 through 18. Okay. So. So some familiar faces coming back. Brian Dolhide from yes. your staff last year, and he's at – Texas A&M Commerce is that is that fun for you when when you get to coach against former staff members or what's that kind of well, like? it'll be real fun unless they beat us. I was going to say <laughs> probably depends no, on the outcome. But Brian a is a, a very very young. He's twenty five yeah. years old. Division one head coach up there in Dallas and and Texas A&M has just transitioned into Division one golf and okay. we're real excited to bring him back. I know he's excited to bring his team here. And Brian was just such a godsend last year for our yeah. program as far as. Uh, just things he did for the team were amazing. And, and when he got that job at Texas a first of all, I would not have been ready 
to be a Division One head coach at 25. <laughs> not a chance in the world. I was a high school golf coach. Yeah. Could not have done it. Yeah. I, I admit it. I told Brian that. And he's called myself and Mikel quite a few times yeah. for some. He's leaning on you. He's huh? leaning on us just a little bit <laughs> because there are a lot of things he didn't expect. And, and when you sit in the head coach's chair, it's way different than sitting in the volunteer assistant coach's yeah. chair. Sure, sure. So. Very cool. That'll be fun to have mm-hmm. them back. Is uh, what's Ridgewood like these days? Well, you know they're getting ready to go through a re- reconstruction, pretty re- major, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very major, and <clears throat> it'll be wonderful for the golf course. They're going to go back in Tiff Eagle Bermuda greens, which will be much firmer, uh, can be just as fast as bent if 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 prepared properly. And you, your first line of defense against ball marks on a green is firmness. Mm. And so the the bent grass, which mm-hmm. they had to keep way too soft and wet and watered, uh, was just having too many ball marks. <clears throat> really hard to keep those greens in great shape. So that part will be done. A lot of new tee boxes, tons of new grassing and areas, and maybe add a little bit of distance to the golf course. So the greens are still great right now. They've killed some grass on purpose in certain areas, and then other areas they've left it, and it's fine. So where they haven't killed it, it's in great shape, and okay. the greens are just fine. But um, – so it's okay. I mean, if the greens are good, mm. everything's forgiven on any – I mean, <laughs> really. if you talk to a golfer, a competitive golfer, uh, how, how was, you know, so-and-so country club? Yeah. The greens were terrible. Uh-huh. And that's all yeah. that they want to think that's about. It. Or they had the best greens I've ever putted. <laughs> they don't say, well, you know, the tee boxes just weren't quite right. Yeah. It's usually greens. And so Ridgewood's greens are in very good shape right now. So we're excited about that. So I was talking to my husband the other day who had bumped into someone who was part of this decision-making at Ridgewood, and he said a lot of people voted for um, not the Bermuda grass, but because Jay Goble and Mike McGraw wanted it, they said, we're changing it. And I was like, I believe it. I have no idea what that means, but now I do. Well, can I – not a disclaimer, but I'll explain that. I've I've never seen bent grass in this part of the country. Wow. And – it's amazing that Ridgewood was able to keep them alive all those years and in great mm. shape a lot of yeah. years. But always had to keep them too soft. And there was always ball marks that you wouldn't know. Mm. But I defer to the experts. So the green superintendent, I defer to him. Yeah. Which would you rather have? Well, Bermuda, 100%. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the guy who's the architect who's doing the reconstruction on the golf course, he said 100% Bermuda. And I know a lot of people. I'm old school as well. And you can show a lot of pride. We have bent greens. It's mm. a great thing. But if, if you're in southwest Kansas, those are the greatest bent greens in the entire world. Wow. Mm. Nowhere. It's the greatest climate for bent. But when you get this far in central and southern Texas, it's just it's a really harsh climate mm. for bent. Mm. And uh, Bermuda, actually you can't grow Bermuda greens in, in southwest Kansas. Wow. Mm. They will die in the winter because you can't keep them covered enough. to They'll yeah. just go. So um, partially it was a climate thing. Partially it was, I want good, uh, soft, I'm not soft, firm greens that don't mm-hmm. get ball marks. And then I go to the experts. What do the experts say? And that, so that's what I leaned on. Interesting. Hmm. Good lesson there. And I, now, yeah, now I understand <laughs> what they were saying. I'm just kind of nodding as Chase is saying this. And yeah. now I'm like, I get it. So thank you for giving How us that How about the background. influence of Jay Goble and Mike McGraw? I know. I, I like that. I'd take you guys well, at your Jay, word. Jay Expert is Mr. Influence. Ridgewood. I'm just out there with the team. He is Mr. <laughs> Ridgewood. <laughs> what did I see? Did I see a picture of him the other day hitting balls when it was storming? At Top Golf. I saw that That's where it was, Top Golf. Yes. Did you see that? I did. I, I'm going to tell Jay that's not a very good example because <laughs> there were storms. Storms. It's dangerous, yeah. yeah. It was raining sideways. But I will say Jay is one of the great 
he loves the game as much as anyone I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I know his girls feed off of that because they know he loves the game of golf. I do too. I just It just hurts my shoulders to play mm-hmm. anymore. So yeah. I, I don't enjoy it as much yeah. as I used to. Yeah. Mike McGraw, our guest on the Sikkim Podcast. It's powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and, yes, sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, Mike talking about uh, Ridgewood. Uh, let's go to your home facility, uh, the Billy, Billy Williams Golf Facility. You got a new building out there close to uh, close to University Parks. What's that? We do that. Joe Tadaro, our superintendent, mm. has been in need for the, this building for quite a okay. while. He's done an amazing job for the last four or five years just keeping the place looking great with little pods here and there to store equipment and this, that, and the other. And So we had a generous donation uh, from a donor that gave some money to build the facility, and, and the building is going up, and Joe's going to have a, just a terrific uh, – I, I don't know if you call it state-of-the-art, but it'll certainly be a very functional building to uh, keep our facility in great shape. Nice. And he, he overseeded on with ryegrass on October 2nd, and we just opened up literally 30 minutes ago um, with all the overseeds been mowed. It's been grown in. Oh, and mowed. wow. It's I hate to overstate this, but it looks like Augusta National. Oh, wow. It's so yeah. nice, and he's just done a great job getting it prepared and so that from now until we go to regionals, basically, that facility will be bright green, great condition. And the two greens, the chipping green and the putting green, mm-hmm. are the best shape they've been in in the seven years that we've been open. Wow. So those are really, really in good shape. And But everything's overseeded. If you drive by, you'll think, <laughs> well, what is that place? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but a great place to train. Really cool. Explain, tell everybody again. Everything that you have there that's available, like the indoor hitting bays, you know, if it's bad weather, you can hit out of that, state-of-the-art video and all of that. Well, we have everything you need, but the main thing is it's literally from my office window, I can see the apartments where the guys live. Yeah, Mm. Uh, That's the biggest thing, isn't it? It's like a two-minute drive just down the road. There's lights on top of the building Mm -hmm. so they can practice at night after dark. um, There are tee boxes in uh, 360 degrees, so a huge tee box in front of the building. And then two satellite tees on the left and right, and one at the far end. The, you can't hit it from the back of this tee to the end of the range. It's about 420, mm. 420 yards. So we've got tee boxes in all directions. We built a new tee this summer in the corner, adding about 60 yards. Mm. That's where they'll play drivers from. That corner that you see, there was a lot of extra space back right. there. We put a new tee in there. We have a huge 19,000-square-foot putting green, a – uh, 12,000 square foot chipping green and five target greens that are about 4,000 square feet each. Uh, inside the building, there's hitting bays for both men's and women's golf. There's locker rooms, showers, uh, putting lab, a workout area, and we've just hired a, a new trainer this year is Isabella mm-hmm. Balsells, who she's fantastic, and she trains athletes there. Um, all the technology you'd want from TrackMan to a sand putt lab. It's it's everything and more than you would need. But as Jay and I will tell you, we didn't build this building uh, for bells and whistles. Mm. It, yes, it is a benefit in recruiting, but it wasn't it wasn't like let's just have the latest thing. I've seen a bunch of uh, 
universities build an indoor facility and put a basketball court next to it. Mm. Next to it, mm. you know, we've got the slick over here where they can go play basketball. <laughs> right. We don't need to waste yeah. donors' money on yeah. a basketball court. Yeah. Uh, this is all functional. It's all within a two-minute drive of their apartments, and it's meant for convenience and uh, to help them train better. Yeah, I was going to say the convenience piece, right? So yeah. ever since that facility went up, have you just noticed, you know, it's so nice that the student-athletes have an opportunity to go chip even if they have an hour between classes opposed to you can't drive all the way out to Ridgewood, you can't drive somewhere else. Is that something they take advantage of a 100% lot? 100% they do. And if they have a class canceled, that's a really big deal. Now they've got an extra hour yeah. in there if something happens. But the idea that they uh, also gather together, I think for both teams, it's been really good for team chemistry mm. and synergy because, you know, what are you going to do after tutoring in the evening? Oh, let's yeah. go over and hit some balls. we got Wi-Fi in the building. They can actually study there. So if they've already had a meeting with an academic counselor, they may go work on that but also hit balls. On a Saturday when Baylor's out of town uh, playing football someplace else, our guys will come in there after breakfast in the morning and practice and hit balls and study and watch football all day long. Oh, that's fine. So they spend a whole day on a Saturday, and it's like, what, where else would you want your kids? I yeah. mean, not out on the street for sure. And right. <laughs> they're, they're in there getting something done and, and actually doing well in the classroom as well for them. It's a beautiful facility. Yeah. Do you have everything you need? I mean, is there anything else? What's the next step? Is there anything else you would like to add to that? Well, you know, uh, I ask the kids all the time, and it's not about the – cool stuff it's mm -hmm. about w what else do we need so we just added a loft and lie machine which is going to be i mean very very uh, valuable it's the, the a lot of these golf clubs after you've hit balls for two weeks three weeks or a month uh they actually bend they're actually either flatter or more loft or less loft or more upright or whatever they're not the same uh spec specifications that you got them when the manufacturer sent them to us three months ago so they're able to go in there and check their irons every day wow. every, if they want That's to awesome. yeah. so loft and lie machine was a great addition loft uh, and lie loft and lie the loft, loft and of the clubs lie. and lie loft okay. and lie. Nice. so th that was about a maybe a three thousand dollar item but very much needed and something we added because of donor funds my gosh we are so fortunate so blessed to have so many people that care mm -hmm. about our programs jay goble and i we're just very fortunate all right, uh, Mike McGraw is our guest, Baylor men's golf coach, and uh, we've talked about the Bear Brawl that is coming up on Monday. Could the public come out there? I mean, it's a nice home opportunity that we don't get very often. It is. That's it's. We, they never get to play in front of fans. Yeah. So yeah. I figure we'll probably have 25 or 30 people out there, but that's still fine. Sure. Our guys will all be within a two or three whole you know, space of okay. each other on the course. It's a shotgun start, and uh, it'll be a good opportunity for for them to see and see our young players, see our seasoned players. I mean, if you've never seen Johnny Kiefer hit a driver, you want to come see that because it hit ball go far. <laughs> it go far. Um, so that that's a fun thing. And um, also, I mean, you've got a, a two Dossie brothers will be playing that day to, you know, the same tournament, which is great. Yeah. Uh, they're the younger brothers of Cooper, who was an all American here and, both Luke and Sam are doing great on the team right now. So Terrific. it'll be a fun time for people to see great. Baylor golf. 8 a.m. shotgun start. That is. On Monday, pretty much all day. Play all day. Yeah. We'll just go almost till dark. Very nice. good. So we've talked a lot about a lot of the returners, but talk about kind of some of the new faces we might get to watch if we head out to that Bear Brawl. Um, this well, one is Monday. Sam Dossie. Sam okay. is a uh, is a f freshman. Actually, he gray-shirted. He came in last spring and just practiced and played with the team, went to class, got got used to Baylor. And then this fall, he's actually a freshman. The other freshman on the team 
is uh, Jonas Appel. He's from Southern California. In fact, his home course is where we're going to play the national championship in the spring of 24, 25, and 26. Oh, wow. That's, That's his home exciting. course wow, he grew up nice. on. It's so La Costa out in uh, California. So uh, he's the other freshman. He finished seventh two weeks ago at Trinity Forest, hmm. which was great. He was a junior golf All-American all and a Wyndham Cuppers. He was on the Wyndham Cup team. So he's obviously a great player. And, you know, I was talking with his dad this week when he, his dad came back for homecoming, mom and dad did. And, you know, he's like – he was wondering, is my son okay? I said, yeah, he's okay. He's a freshman. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that transition is just not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He is a well-adjusted kid, an awesome kid. and um, He wears flowery shorts, which is really a, a, a departure for our guys. They yeah. just look at him. What do you do? He says, guys, I'm not changing. Uh, I'm a beach I guy. That's a California thing. Huh? He's definitely him. a beach guy. He's a surfer, yeah. so he truly has that in his play. Hey, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. Not a lot of surfing you can do here in no. Waco. Probably. If the wind blows 50, you go out on Lake Waco <laughs> yeah. and see some you know, waves. We've had some of those winds here recently. Yeah, honestly, so if there's maybe, a time to do it. Maybe getting close to that. All right, uh, to help welcome Katie to our podcast, mm-hmm. I was telling her about one of the great – one of the great podcasts we've ever done was with Mike originally yeah. when you dropped on us the circular – no, linear continuum. Continuum. Continuum memory. Word. Linear continuum memory. Mm. And yeah. it's it's such a great story. Do you mind telling us about that again? I can do that, but it might get lost in translation. You almost have to be in person with me right. for the explanation. Okay. But right. essentially when I was seven years old, I decided I wanted to remember all of the important <laughs> events in my life. Wow, at so seven. I, seven. Yeah. Wild thing number one. Oh, so my this goodness. Was, uh, so I, I don't know what I was doing at seven. A linear continuum, so it's an oval shape. And so the two long sides of this oval, okay. one represents summer, which every seven-year-old wants to last forever. Right. Okay. The other long side of it represents the school year, which does last forever. <laughs> okay. so, so they're the same length. And then the turn on each end is, is Memorial Day on one side and Labor Day on the other side. Okay. So if you took every year of your life and plotted all the events of your life down on this linear continuum, you'd have them all in chronological order. Okay. So, But this is in your head. You're not writing it down. Yeah. Well, I told this seven. to my assistant. No, I didn't write it down. <laughs> I told this to my assistant coach at Oklahoma State, Alan Bratton, who's now the head coach. He was trying to figure out how my memory was so uh-huh. good, and I explained uh-huh. this to him. Okay. And he was just dumbfounded. Yeah. And I said, yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing, isn't it? He goes – no, it's the fact that a seven-year-old came <laughs> Right, exactly. Right. Like, like, what, what are you talking about? But the thing was, he came up with uh, the question. Somebody said, that's the Cotton Bowl. We were driving in Dallas. That's the Cotton Bowl. And I said, yeah, I saw the Rolling Stones there on November 1st, 1981. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And one of the kids got on his phone and Googled it. And yeah. sure enough, there they were there go. with okay. the fabulous Thunderbirds, wow. Pat Travers Band, and ZZ Top. Same day. So <laughs> That's incredible. Anyway, uh, long story short, uh, I created this you know, memory thing. And so I've probably referred to it this morning without knowing you were going to ask me about it. Probably referred to it about 50 times without even knowing. Really? It. Somebody mentions something right. that's in another place in time. Yeah. And my yeah. mind goes right to it on huh. this linear continuum. So Katie, I want you to a month and a year between 1967 and now. Oh, wow. Okay. 1967 and now a month and a year, not a date though, right? It could be a date, but oh. I'm not going to be perfect on the it's date. It's too specific. Give us your birthday. Let's go. Okay. That's kind of fun. <laughs> okay. Let's go May 5th, 1995. May 5th, 1995. You're so young. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was in Muskogee. <laughs> I was in Muskogee, Oklahoma with my golf team, the Ebon North Huskies. We were playing the practice the round 
for the state high school championship at Muskogee Country Club. One of my players, Tosh Hayes, who had had kidney stones two weeks before. Kidney stones. He couldn't play that day, but I was making him walk. This practice round, it rained. I was making him walk to see if he could handle it. And he convinced me that day he could. And we upset Jinx that two days later. <laughs> and we're state champions. I mean, I am about to fall out of my chair. Isn't this is shocking to me. Isn't that great? Yeah. Okay. Well, and I have no way to... Fact no, you, check you, you on that, you but I know it's true oh, yeah. I love it because of the question. details. I love it when they fact check me yeah. because, I mean. You're always right. It's I was not say. always, but it's kind of neat to kind of dig in, you know, give, uh-huh. them, give them a real good punch when they just can't believe it's happening. Okay. And this, like, all kind of is starting to make Mike McGraw make sense to me, right? Because <laughs> the stories, you always remember every story, every player, everyone you coach with in the details. And I was kind of always Which like. I wish I had that kind of memory. I mean, because when you're on the air, you need to recall Can stories. Can I give you, you some know? of my memory and you give me some of your voice? <laughs> <laughs> These two, the dynamic duo. <laughs> Please give me some of your memory. Wow. That's that amazing. That is so cool. So here, here's the question. Okay. How, do, how do we monetize this? Yeah. I was wondering, like, what? We're thinking too small. How can we make we this We don't. Bigger? They made a movie called Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman oh, yeah. in 1989. That. that was the monetization of this. Yeah. Oh. And, and he, that guy was me. I'm just not quite to that. <laughs> I'm not quite on that far on the scale I as he was. But but I do remember things like that pretty well. That's so, amazing. Yeah. But I'm with you. The, the broadcasting, the sports, like I feel like that could have been a crazy career with this skill set. Oh, yeah. But then we wouldn't have you as a men's golf coach, and we'd yeah. all be disappointed. I think that ship has sailed, and I've, <laughs> I truly At have a point. face for a podcast. <laughs> Not no, an audio. Oh, you have a face for TV. Face for TV. Except right. for Katie. Oh, yeah. stop. But that's that's amazing. Do people, like, uh, is this story kind of widespread, and people will come up to you and just oh, yeah. throw a date at you sometimes? Well, at golf camp, kids that have been in the camp the years before, yeah. they come armed with five or six really? questions. Wow. Yeah. And I give them a free golf if they can stump me. Oh. And uh, what I like to do is when they ask a question like, who who won the 1953 Masters? And I say, well, that was Ben Hogan. He shot 274. Ed Porky Oliver was the runner-up. <laughs> and I just give them a bunch of extra information right. just yeah. to kind of dig in. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like. I was going to say, it's the detail. Like, oh, maybe you could remember this was the big sporting event happening that day right. or this is where Give I was. But- U.S. Open between 1946 and 2000. Anything more closer than that is really kind of not history, but yeah. go ahead. U.S. Open, how about 1959? 59 was 59. Billy Casper at That's Wingfoot. <laughs> and if you look at the, the picture of Ben Hogan in uh, the book, The Hogan Mystique, yeah. all of those photos, most of the photos in that book were taken at that Wingfoot. Oh. Uh, and Billy Casper won. He had, um, let's see, uh, Bob Rosker was runner-up. And 10 years later at Champions Club, Club in, in uh, Houston, Bob Rosper was run up another time. Never won a U.S. Open. Did win a PGA Championship. I, I can extend those oh things out gosh. as long as you need me to. Sure. I can just go from one fact to the next. Golly. He's yeah. going to wish that he'd never shared this. I'm going to email you once a week now with a, with a oh, surprise that's, one. That's, that's Monday morning. If you Monday can stump morning. me, I'll give you a golf ball. Oh. <laughs> Love it. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It's so amazing. And a- as such, with that kind of memory, you're a real uh, golf historian, aren't you? I mean, don't I you appreciate that? Yeah, and I've read over 500 books on golf history. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm not just golf history. I read about coaches and coaching, you know, biographies and that type of thing. But I definitely enjoy reading golf history. If a new book comes out on something about the history of the game, like Ben Hogan, uh, 1951, Bring the Monster to Its Knees at Oakland Hills in, in Birmingham, Michigan. They finally wrote a book, Wow. Mm. Bringing the Monster to Its wow. Knees. Wow. And so it's been fun to read that. That is very now, cool. 
there's not as many people reading nowadays. They're uh, usually TikToking. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's or so listening sad to podcasts or listening oh. to podcasts. <laughs> Where can people find your podcast? They can find it on Apple. Uh, I guess any place you find your podcast. Okay. I don't any know. Mikkel knows all that. Yeah, uh, we've gone a hundred and I said right out of almost hundred and twenty Mondays wow. in a row. And Mikkel didn't realize this, but I am a streak guy. So now we can't. <laughs> <laughs> the streak will end when they put me six feet under. Because I'll just I'll just keep doing it every Monday. Yeah, that is so. cool. Well, we appreciate you uh, sharing time with us on the Sikkim podcast. And uh, remind folks again, the Bear Brawl comes up on Monday. Uh, the date, that's the 31st, October 31st, uh, at Ridgewood in Waco. And good luck there. Thank you very much. Good I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate you all. Yeah, thank you, sir. Thanks, Katie. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts or watch on YouTube. That's this week's Sikkim Podcast. Powered by Rogue Media Network. Katie, wasn't that fun with that was Mike so McGraw? Fun. He's awesome. Isn't the he more great? time I get with Mike, the better. It is so I mean, he is such a he's such a great fit for Baylor. Yeah. And he's had so much success and he's very humble about that. I think twenty five years coaching and yeah. this is his ninth year at Baylor, but great success. Great success. And it's exactly what you said. When you talk to him, like it's never about Mike McGraw. It's yeah. always about his players. It's always about his experiences. And it's yeah. just like you said, a great fit for Baylor. Someone who it, he's fun to work with and, and it's fun to be around. Yeah. And his memory. His his memory. <laughs> I'm like so shaken up by Isn't that. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. Yeah. I'm I'm glad he was willing to tell the story again. I hope he never gets tired of that because I'm going to keep asking yeah, him I know, I <laughs> to know. explain it. That was incredible. Yeah. Mike is not in the room with us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about him with him sitting but right here. But we probably would be. He's That's left. What... We could. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you. And we'll do it again next week. Thanks uh, to Katie. Thanks to Mike McGraw. And thanks to you for listening to the Sikkim Podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.